Thank you for tuning in to Women's Essentials 101 Podcast. My name is Haidia. This is the Blame Game Series, Episode 2, Internal Warfare. Everyone experience internal warfare. Some people leave the battlefield, aka conflict, scarred and wounded, Some have won, feeling the glory and victory, while others have a hard time leaving, experiencing the same war redundantly. No matter what phase you are in, you will experience internal warfare. There are eight types of internal conflict. I would like to touch base on each one of them briefly. One is moral conflict. Moral conflict occurs when we hold a conflicting belief about something to do with our personal ethics. For example, the feminist movement. A lot of us are for it. A lot of us are against it. Morally, that is a conflict. An inner conflict that can arise within yourself if you are not clear on what being a feminist woman is. Having equal rights as a man has its pros and cons. Although, no matter what you believe in, that can be a moral conflict. That's just an example. We have a second conflict, which is a sexual conflict. And sexual conflict often overlaps with other types of internal conflicts, such as religious or moral conflicts, like sex before marriage, or, you know, being able to have sex without feeling nasty because of a childhood trauma that you may have experienced in the past. We have three being a religious conflict. Religious conflict are very common. It revolves around beliefs and, for example, you know, that could be loving God or, you know, saying that money is the rule of all evil. However, we all need it. It's all, it's very important for us to have money to be able to survive. So if you're looking at money in a religious standpoint to say that money is the root of all evil, then how can you manifest it? How can you keep creating it? And it's a little bit of a contradicting statement if we all need to survive with money. So that's another example of a religious conflict. We have political conflicts as well. That occurs when a person feels split between their own beliefs and their political party beliefs. Now, we have a lot of people who are out there who at the beginning were supportive of Trump and what he believes in, and we still have some people who are very supportive of what he believes in, political-wise. Now, however, ethnically, you may feel a disagreement upon the things that he may say and how he may go about it, business-wise and political-wise, you may be in agreement, which causes that conflict, just as an example. We have another conflict, which is a love conflict. We've all been there and done that and fell 
head over heels for someone. If not, trust and believe it will happen eventually. Now, the love conflict is something we want, something that we lust and yearn for. However, some people feel that love hurts. Some people feel that love means to go through hell and hot water and to be loyal to someone and putting someone before your own needs, which causes conflict within yourself because self-love is the best love. Just a little example. We have number six being the self-image conflict where your mental idea of yourself is not who you actually see in the mirror. As an example, you may be overweight, but inside you feel fierce, you feel confident, you want your self-image to match that inner image that you have of yourself. And don't get me wrong, because... (laughs) Baby, we have a lot of luscious, curvy, beautiful women, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I feel as though you should embrace your curves. However, this is just an example of people who have self-image conflict, who do not feel like themselves when they're looking in the mirror. And that can go from being underweight to overweight as well. Now, number seven is the interpersonal conflict. Your interpersonal conflict overlap with other types of internal conflict such as your self-image, your love conflict, when you can feel like your self-image is causing your love conflict and vice versa as a prime example. And then last but not least, we have number eight, your existential conflict. To actually exist in this world, in this life, to say, I love life, but I hate life. Life can be beautiful, life can be hell. Those are the existential conflicts that a lot of people battle, especially if you are someone who's prone to depression. Okay. And now, to overcome those conflicts, it's going to take some inner child work some personal development, some shadow work. And this is something that does not happen overnight. We have to practice personal development and working on ourselves daily, habitual. It has to be something part of our daily essential needs for us to help us emotionally, mentally, and spiritually to help us get out of that internal warfare so we don't keep on experiencing the same war redundantly. So number one, to overcome these conflicts, you have to be aware, you have to be authentic with yourself about the conflict. There's a lot of times we go through life in denial or we just think that if we throw it under the bus, cover it up, keep it in the closet, you know, no one would know about it, and we don't have to face it. However, what happens is that these conflicts will keep arising and keep resurfacing, and you will keep manifesting and creating these same type of problems in your life. When we can actually grow 
from them and learn something from them to get us to the next level in life because we're all about elevating and leveling up in this lifetime to become the best versions of ourselves. So daily personal development can look like anywhere from journaling, watching videos from Tony Robbins, different blogs, just to throw out a few names and different resources here. You know, listening to my podcast is one of them. So I do thank you for that. That's one step closer to helping you elevate yourself to the next level and getting over these conflicts. Another way to help yourself, which is huge, is to release toxic energy. Okay, a lot of times people are handing over the scissors and we are not cutting them off fast enough. I've been there and I have done that. Getting rid of toxic people out of your life, it can look like anywhere from your parents, family members, friends, people you've grown up with, your foes. I mean, anywhere your energy goes. The energy grows. So if they're not there to help you get to that next level of your life, question yourself. What are they really there for? Sometimes we hold on to people because of comfortability. And that just means you're not ready to get to that next level. You're not ready to step out of your comfort zone and elevate yourself. And to be able to do that, it start off with cutting those toxic energies off. It can be your environment as well. So it's not just people, but it's places and things are as well. Things can go from habits, toxic habits. If drinking or smoking is not helping you get to the next level, then what are you doing it for? That's something to put in consideration. Another thing is your environment. Placing yourself in a different environment can feng shui your soul. I shall say, because you get a different energy and a different vibe when you're in a different element and a different place. So just even if you have to say, you know what, I have to move out the state, out the country, whatever it is you have to do. If it's not working for you in the place that you're in, then it's time to move out. And some people can view that as running, running away from your problems. And you're not necessarily running away from your problems because your problems will always be there until you face them and overcome them. That's that resurfacing that we just talked about. However, if you position yourself somewhere where you can have new doors opening while you're closing them old doors, I feel that can be beneficial to anyone. Sometimes you just have to jump and take a leap of faith to get out of your circumstances. It starts with you. Another type of helpful tip that I can say to get you out of that battlefield would be to surround yourself with like-minded people. I can't stress this enough. Sometimes solitude is great, but you cannot stay by yourself for long. We are not programmed that way. We are all one. We are all on this one planet together. You cross paths with people for different reasons and different seasons. And you have to embrace that. 
We cannot separate ourselves from society and think that this is what's going to help us get out of our conflict because the conflict is within you. So when it starts with you surrounding yourself by people who are like-minded, if you are the smartest person in the group, if you are giving all of your energy to people with your advice and they come to you for that and you don't have no one to come to to talk to or surround yourself with positivity, then that means it's time to change your circle, honey. It's time to surround yourself with people who wants to go to that next level with you, who are on the same journey as you, who talk like you, who thinks like you, you know, who can inspire you in different ways. Another thing that is going to be so essential for this journey is to stay booked and busy, honey. Stay booked and busy. That don't mean you have to necessarily have a business. That does not necessarily mean you have to be in school. Pick up some hobbies. Get into things that you actually enjoy. Pick up classes that you never thought you would be interested in to see if you actually like it. Make yourself unavailable because the more you make yourself unavailable for these toxic people, the more likely you're going to find your tribe and it's going to be easier to get out of that situation with those toxic people, clouding your mind and clouding your judgment. So stay booked and busy, honey. It's nothing wrong with that. However, you don't want to overwhelm yourself and put too much on your plate because that can also be a conflict. You want to make sure that you're doing things to make you happy and that you're putting yourself first because we are on this universe and in this existence to live for ourselves, not for anyone else. Another thing is to start to improve just one thing at a time. We want to start with our micro goals, not our macro goals. Our micro goals are going to lead us into our macro goals. So a lot of people say, hey, I want to wake up and change and be this whole new person. And I'm going to start my day like this, this and that. And then they fall into one negative habit and they're hard on themselves and they're in this depression state because they feel like they can't accomplish or they can't change something about themselves. So don't start off trying to be that full package person that you're trying to become you want to start off with the small stuff first and work your way on up even if it's something as small as starting off as i want to eat cleaner or i want to incorporate a gym routine about two times a week i want to you know different things that's going to help you elevate but starting off small don't try to take down too much at one time baby steps is key now i want to say this because a lot of times we overthink ourselves out of situations and we have to stop thinking so much and just do it nike has branded that just do it statement to its fullest okay and i love that you can just get up one morning and decide to do something and change your life for the best and starting off small is key but you can't keep 
thinking about something like, oh, I'm thinking about starting this podcast. I'm thinking about going to school. I'm thinking about this, that, and the third. I'm waiting for the right time. Sometimes the right time is right now. You just have to do it. See where life take you. You have to fail your way to success. No one has gotten where they have gotten the first time. Success comes with wisdom, experience, mastery, self-development. And that's why I say stop overthinking because the more you think, the less you'll take action. Also, you want to set boundaries and know what they are. When people come into your life, which is going to be often because we're never going to stop growing and meeting new people, you want to make sure you are aware of your own boundaries and set those boundaries. You don't have to tell people what your boundaries are necessarily. Just being able to walk into your potential, walk into your standards, respect yourself, you know, treat yourself with respect and people will already see what your boundaries are. When you respect yourself, others will respect you. You have to teach people how to treat you because most of the time, some people think treating, they have to treat people how they want to be treated, but not everyone wants to be treated the same way you want to be treated. So you have to be aware of that and know how to teach people how to treat you. And setting boundaries is going to help you teach people how to treat you. Get organized as well. Declutter your space. You need to feng shui your environment, your soul. And I'm not talking about literally feng shui. If you're into that, that's great. However, just getting organized. They say cleanliness is next to godliness. And I cold-heartedly believe in that because when your space and everything is cluttered, you start to attract people who's the same way. And it's hard to think. It's hard to stay focused. It's hard to know which direction you're going in if you have a cluttered environment. Start decluttering your space. Start organizing your space so you can have an organized mind. So that would be one less thing you have to worry about. Being patient and consistent and real with yourself is what's going to help you get through that battlefield. That's going to help you overcome those internal battles that we all face in everyday life. So stay tuned as we will dive deeper into the next episode on relationships and past trauma. I want to thank you for tuning in to Women's Essentials 101. Feel free to share, subscribe, and send some feedback. Until next time, bye.